This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. Okay, look, you can do this. On today's show, the guys talk about virtual reality in the classroom, uh, game-based learning, gamification, music from Mr. C, the Google tip of the weekend, more. That's all up next on EduTech Guys. EduTech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site and this program for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Yeah, hello and welcome to EduTech Guys Radio. Good afternoon to you. I'm Dave. Hey, and I'm Jeff. You know, hey, I, I, we've been doing this long enough. First name basis. There you go. Anyway, thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in and checking us out here at radio.edutechguys.com. Yeah, exciting times today. Fun times today. Fun time. We're going to have a good time. Happy times today. We always have a good time, though. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Even if it's just the two of us. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. Hey, check us out on the web, www.edutechguys.com. You can drop down to the bottom of the page, and uh, you'll find a nice little form there. You can reach out to us. Let us know what you're thinking, what you're thinking about us, what we should do, what you'd like to hear from us, and all that good stuff. You can also catch us on the social media. Twitter.com slash edutechguys, Facebook.com slash edutechguys. Our new host, SoundCloud.com slash edutechguys. Heck, just go out to Google, type in edutechguys, E-D-U-T-E-C-H-G-U-I-S, one word, and you'll find us, I promise. I paid a little small gnome that lives in Alaska (laughs) in a hole in the back of the Saskatchewan forest with a high-speed internet connection to take good care of us and make sure the SEO is good to us on Google. That's right. That's the, S- I'm just that's the SEO the gnome. The SEO gnome. <laughs> SEO gnome. Well, that's a good name for a website. That is. Wait a minute. Make note. Yeah, SEO gnome. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you can catch us on the web. Let us know what you're thinking. You can also follow us by just hitting hashtag ETG chat. We'll follow it on our favorite Twitter follower, which is TweetDeck. And we will watch for anything you have to say to us. We'll make sure that we share it on the air or on the site. That's right. Absolutely. Good show today. Last week, we got into a little virtual, 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 Mm -hmm. whoa, baby, virtual (laughs) reality. Did a great EdTech chat the other night on Monday night at EdTech 
uh, chat, hashtag EdTech chat. And then later, uh, hashtag EdTech after dark, virtual reality came uh, about in both those places. We kind of talked about definitely EdTech chat, really great stuff happening in the augmented reality world, virtual reality world for education. It is the hot bug. I would expect to see that throughout the summer at most workshops and conferences. Uh, most convenience stores will have something about augmented reality in education. Uh, you'll be able to find it out. In fact, I think on the back of the current Cocoa Puffs, you can get a free cutout for I'm just kidding. I don't know. Oh, I, uh, that could have been a thing. Uh, you know, you never know these days. Hey, reach out to General Mills. Hey, another idea. <laughs> SEO Gnome, virtual <laughs> AR reality on the back of uh, augmented reality on the Cocoa Puffs box. There you go. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> I think you've been smoking some cocoa puffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's getting a little man. crazy here. Oh, it's a little crazy. So um just completely changing gears. Uh as I was scrolling through the Twitterville earlier, uh, um I came across this article. No, I, I take that back. This was actually on my Facebook feed. I, I sit corrected. Um about a group of Kansas, uh, and I can't remember now, I'll have to, I'll have to look up where they're from, but uh, a group of Kansas journalism students uh-huh. uh, who, uh, I don't know, the story gets a little murky, but essentially they got wind that uh, their uh, high school principal that the district had just hired wasn't quite on the up and up with her uh, resume and credentials and what have you. And so they start doing some research and start digging deeper and asking questions and calling around and doing all the things that good journalists do, not like some of these quote-unquote professional yahoos do. Fake news. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so they came up with some seriously not fake news yeah. um, and completely outed her and, and turned it in and said, hey, this is what we found. And basically, uh, you know, according to our research, things just don't seem to add up and the district... Uh, read over everything and did a little of their checking and, the and ultimately gave the person the option like, to get okay, out. Okay, I better get out of here where I can. Well, you know, I'm sure they gave her the option to. Sure, I bet. But I bet yeah, so I mean, that's just, that is awesome to me that you talk about real world, well, problem-based learning. Uh, there you go. Here's a problem and yo, they solved it. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> what does that say? Um, Pittsburgh High School in southeastern Kansas. Yeah. So. Well, and under um, either Kansas law or U.S. law, um, high school journalists are afforded the same rights as a professional journalist. Right. Yeah. So, you know, they they, they don't have to, you know, there's not going to be any repercussions for them, uh, you know, basically digging up the story and, and taking it to its final conclusion. Yeah. That's wild. It's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, it really is. That's that's. Doing what journalists are supposed to do. I don't mean, you know, go dig dirt on people. Um, what I mean, though, is to, you know, research the background and interview your sources, double check, triple check, make sure everything you're doing and everything that you're reporting is truth as you've been able to discover it and then report it out. And yeah, you know, there it and is. And that's exactly what they did. It's exactly what they and did. And I know that opens up a huge can of worms for that district because now I think someone stood up and said, 
at the meeting and said, are we going to you know, praise these students? And I think the superintendent was behind this the whole time, told the students to move sure. forward with everything. But, you know, it brings up a really great question is, how did all those adults miss that? Well, exactly. That's what and I was going to say. I'm sure that there is a lot of scrutiny now for that district's hiring practices sure. and, and the adults that were responsible on that hiring team. You know, how did we miss all this, you right. know, fake credentials and, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of stuff. That's, but yeah. So uh, to all districts out there, oh, you better be aware. <laughs> student, the student journalists are on the job. That's exactly. And kudos to them for it. Yeah, frankly. that's really cool. You know, um, and, really cool. and speaking of kudos, they've been getting a lot of applause from professional journalists. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. You know, those kids need a Pepsi. Hey, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to drop out to a quick commercial and uh, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to edutechguys.com. Don't just listen to us. Bring us into your district today for cool, exciting professional development. We'll teach you and your students how to take podcasting to the next level and use it to reach your classroom and to reach the world. Reach out to us on Twitter at edutechguys or head over to edutechguys.com. Scroll down on the page and fill out the form and we'll be in touch. Bring edutech guys to your school. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the edutech guys coming to you live from the internet. <laughs> Live from the internet. Now, if you're listening to us on the podcast, please share it. You can catch us on iTunes. You can catch us on SoundCloud. You can catch us on Stitcher. You can catch us on Google Play. Heck, find your favorite feeder out there, your RSS podcast feeder, and we're probably on it. We're picked up by several. Uh, we, but if you do, uh, leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Yeah, definitely as let us know. it's four to five stars. <laughs> no, but really, uh, if you wouldn't mind giving us a review, we would highly appreciate it. And uh, you don't have to write a full one. Just click some stars and tell us what you think. It helps us know what's happening with our show. Yeah, absolutely. And, and let us know, uh, especially uh, as Jeff has mentioned, has, has, uh, mentioned jump, jump out to uh, edutechguys.com and, and jump to the form at the bottom. Or, heck, you can reach out to us directly, uh, say, on, on Twitter and just at edutechguys. And if there's a particular topic you'd like us to cover, uh, throw that, uh, throw that uh, our way, and, and we'll be happy to talk about it. We'll talk about anything uh, ideally, you know, edutech, education, technology related, but uh, we talk about anything, whatever. That's the darn truth. <laughs> we will. That's right. You know. Hey. And so talking about the show, let's jump back into it. Last week, we uh, got into some VR and some stuff and talking about that. And this Monday, David and I part- participated in some EdTech chats yeah. on Monday. Uh, tonight's Wednesday. There's a few tonight. I think yep. we might try to jump out to. Uh, that's all. If you've, if you've never done an EdTech chat on Twitter, uh, if you plan on really being part of it, you really kind of need two screens. You really kind of do sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to keep up and respond. And But uh, one way we can tell you to do that is TweetDeck. If you're looking for a free, mm-hmm. easy way, uh, TweetDeck allows you to. It's owned by Twitter. So you can log in with your Twitter account on TweetDeck and create multiple windows right there. So you can watch the hashtags fly by, keep up your other feeds and, and what you're doing right there. But, you know, VR, AR, and MR uh, – Virtual reality, augmented reality, reality, and mixed reality, um, they're pretty happening right now. They're kind of the buzzwords. Last week, David and I had the opportunity. I got to go with David to do an Oculus Rift yeah. um, presentation for some gifted and talented students from the area here in southwest Arkansas that came to the uh, Hempstead Hall 
to show off some of their presentations that they were working on and then got to come up and try the Oculus Rift. Yeah. And let me tell you, no matter what you think about it or what you think, well, that's just blah, blah, blah. That's just a toy. That's just, that's not going to get kids excited. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> Those kids exactly. were super excited. Yes, exactly. Really excited about the experience. And it was fun to watch them put it on because it was that same thing of like going to Six Flags or Disney World the first time when you're a kid yeah. and you see something that's kind of way out of your your normal zone and you're looking around going, wow, this is so cool. Well, that happens like standing in one spot with a set of Oculus Rift goggles on. Well, and, and what I thought was very interesting, um, and, and, and this happens, I've seen this a lot with, uh, with students. I've seen it with adults when, when they put on, and it doesn't even have to be Oculus Rift. Anytime you put on the first time that they put on, any kind of a VR headset, whether again, it's Oculus Rift or whether it's like the, the Viewmaster VR or, you know, Google Cardboard, whatever it is, anything that blocks out the rest of the world. What I have found is that a lot of the folks, they stand there and they look straight ahead and they kind of move their head a little left and a little right to kind of look around. Oh, hey, hey, almost like they're in a big screen, you know, kind of IMAX environment. And it's at that point that I'm always like, look all the way up. Look all the way down. Wait, yeah. turn all the way around. Yeah. And then they realize, wait a minute, I'm not just looking at this. I'm in this environment. Yeah. And that really changes a lot of things. Now we did, we just did the, uh, the Oculus, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the, it's the experience deck or demo deck or whatever they call it. It's got several pieces that run. And, um, the two by far, the two favorite were, um, the, uh, Oh my gosh, my brain! Goth just, Gotham City rooftop, yeah, yeah the rooftop uh, and the dinosaur T Rex, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and if you're not familiar with uh, with either of those, um, in, in the rooftop one, you're you are up on the the roof of this very tall building, or at least I mean it looks tall, right? It's all VR, um, but you can you can get closer to the the uh, sensor, and as you do. On the screen, you are moving forward, and then you can lean over. And as you lean over, I mean, you're looking all the way down. There's traffic down there, and there's trains. And, I mean, it really freaks some people out because it really messes with your head. I mean, it's virtual reality. And I then, almost fell down. And then, well, yeah. Uh, well, that, that was – yeah, you're right, actually. On that – when you were trying to lean around to the one to the side, side. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> we had to catch him. Um, and then the, and then the T-Rex one, this giant T-Rex comes walking up and, and gets in your face and, and roars at you and smells you and then walks right over you. It's it's awesome to watch those experiences. And are they educational? Not necessarily just as they are, you know, right there. But that's it's an introduction to what you can do with VR. And that's kind of one of the things that we want to talk about today is what are some of those, uh, you know, actual educational applications? And so uh, I was uh, floating around playing on Twitter and our app at a w w a p p at our app um put out a uh, they shared an infographic that was actually done by a couple of other folks um and and all of that we'll tweet that out to you uh but they have the top 10 reasons to use virtual reality in the classroom and i think the ideas on that are are really cool i don't necessarily um 
I will tell you my takeaway. My takeaway from it is that several of those could have been lumped together. So let's just talk about some of those. One of the things they talk about is to travel to and explore places all over the world without leaving the classroom. Now, they separately list a couple of other things, uh, such as the human body or going to space or oceans. To me, it's the whole concept of exploration. You can explore whatever the environment is inside that environment with those VR headsets on. Wow. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's interesting. And that, and that's the other cool part about it is when you get to the augmented reality part of that. Yes. Cuz you know that's so I, I think we kind of start talking about them side by side because there are there is a difference. Oh, absolutely. There, there are differences. You're right. You're right. And I think the interesting thing about augmented reality is is that using it in a classroom or in a scavenger hunt or things like that is, you know, when they point their device using whatever app at whatever they're looking for, then on their screen, they will have a pop-up or they will have another picture or another graphic that will explain what they're looking at or what the, what the next clue is or anything like that. So, you know, that's, that's really neat too, especially if, you know, in augmented reality, you have say all of the tools you need to dissect a frog on a tray in front of the kids. And as they pull their app up, it labels each one of those and tells them what they're going to use it for and so on and so right. on. But, you know, in VR, there's the cool part. You don't need any of that. You put the goggles on, you grab the hand controllers, and you dissect the frog right there in the virtual world. Right. So well, that's pretty and, cool. And, and what's so great is you can actually do either application or, or both if, you know, well, things yeah. warrant it. So you could do a complete virtual frog dissection, using your example, with the virtual reality goggles and, and the hand controllers where the students don't actually have a physical piece of dissection equipment in their hand. They're using these controllers and it's all on the screen in front of them. And, or with the augmented side of that, they could, like you mentioned, actually have the tools there. They are actually manipulating the tools, but in their VR headset or on their phone or iPad or whatever they're holding there, whatever they're, whatever they're viewing there's a virtual frog and they're using the, maybe the real tools on a virtual frog wow. or, you know, or something similar to that, or maybe virtual tools on a real frog. I don't know, <laughs> you, know just, you know, but there's all kinds of different ways where you mix that reality, that, that augmented reality with our actual reality. That's pretty cool. That's very cool. They have a lot of great stuff on that list. And you know, one of the things on that list that David had was you could tra- time travel to key events and places from the past. Well, that made me think if you've not noticed on television lately, time travel shows are real big. Yeah, all real of a popular all of a sudden. Well, I understand that several of them have been talking about the idea of making virtual inside the television show so that when you can jack into the TV show, they start recording them virtually. So you're in every scene as the show is playing out. Wow. Um, Think about what that would do to television in itself, like mystery shows and you know doctor shows and hospital shows, where you're you're standing in the surgery room where they're working on this patient or you know blah blah blah. But in especially in like you know key travel events, past events, traveling to places, I noticed that one of the things was uh, develop empathy for communities in crisis by stepping into their shoes. You know, and that's a big keyword right now, empathy. Yes, teaching our students empathy, and that's a big one. You know. That's I think that's the most interesting aspect that you jump into with VR is you're actually putting the students, like David said, in a pl- in a place. They're not just looking at it. They once they realize they're in it, mm-hmm. and they're you know they're actively in it. I mean, there's two forms of VR. One, you're in it, and 
you're there in part of the crowd, but you're still there. Right. But then there's the active aspect of sometimes you're actively in it. You're controlling everything that happens in that virtual place that you are. So you right. can be on the Sudan, you yeah. know, with a spear and you have to hunt for your dinner or something like that. That yeah. really puts you into a completely different experience of what's happening out there. Exactly. Uh, and a great example of that is a, uh, an application called We Wait. And that puts the the person who puts the VR headset on, that puts them in the role of a refugee on a raft in the water. And you go through that whole experience of, you know, people, uh, you know, people are suffering as they're trying to make it across the ocean to find refuge. I mean, you know, trying to find safety and some people die and some people, mm-hmm. you know, have to fight for their food and, and, and there's, you know, uh, different soldiers that you have to, you know, that you encounter, you know, people who don't want you there and, you know, that kind of, and it really does, it creates that sense of, at least hopefully creates that sense of, of empathy in students who are, um, you know, uh, disconnected and frankly desensitized to a lot of that stuff. You know, a lot of folks, a lot of folks say that, you know, not just kids, but people in general, um, especially in America, uh, have become desensitized to a lot of the plight of the peoples, the other, you know, the other peoples around the world, because we're very comfortable. We have, you know, most of us are very comfortable. I'm not going to say everybody is, but, you know, most folks in America are very comfortable. Most folks, you know, there is some kind of a roof over their head. They they don't necessarily have to, um, I won't say worry about the next meal, but overall, uh, you know, they they are able to get a meal where there are other places where that's, you know, that is not the case. You know, right. they're going to go weeks potentially before somebody gives them a bowl of rice. I mean, right. you know, and, and I don't think, especially as we're, as we're teaching students and, and bringing this up into students, into their world and into their, you know, the forethinking, the forefront of their minds, I don't think they necessarily realize those types of things. And that's where I think some of this VR that builds the empathy really comes into play. Well, you know, and you're right, because in the modern first world, mm-hmm. most people live have been in a virtual reality at some point in their time for a few decades now. I mean, we have video games, we have movies, we have television. We, we forget that a large portion of the world does not have that. Right. So, the, but this takes it to the, and it's hard in a one dimensional mm-hmm. world or two dimensional even to get that empathy and learn about other cultures and really feel it. This is going to take it to a whole new level. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, um, I tell you what, we're going to drop out to a quick commercial. When we come back, David has a great list he's put together of lumping several of these things together and the reasons for it. Hey, we're going to drop out to a quick commercial. We'll be right back with EduTech Guys Radio. Are you an educator, an administrator, work in the education technology field? Reach out to us at EduTechGuys on Twitter or go to EduTechGuys.com and fill out the form to be a guest on an upcoming show. We'd love to hear your story and share it with the world. EduTechGuys.com All right, so we are talking VR and AR and all that good stuff. Uh, And and again, um, it's not really my list. Um, This was one that uh, AWW... Uh, and again, that's at A-W-W-A-P-P, the AWE app. Um, they posted it, and actually it looks like it was created by several other folks. Um, but just talking about uh, different ways that VR 
and AR can be used in classrooms. We talked about exploring other areas. We talked about empathy. Um, another thing is experiencing different careers firsthand and how it's used in various careers. So uh, again, we talked a little bit about, you know, dissecting frog, but there's also, you know, virtual surgeries. There are um, construction uh, VR applications. There are farming ones where, you know, the, the wearer is actually in, say, a, a big green John Deere tractor, and they're using the controllers to manipulate the environment to drive these big machines. Uh, and by the same token, you can also use VR or talk about and, and educate students in how virtual reality is used in uh, other careers as well. For example, um, real estate where you can do virtual walkthroughs of actual houses. You know, you can do 3D, 3D walkthroughs and you might be saying, okay, well, why on earth would I ever want to do that? Well, think about this. If I'm living in, I don't know, Pittsburgh, and I know that I'm going to be moving to Seattle and there's a few houses that my real estate agent wants me to look at, I don't necessarily have to go all the way to Seattle for, you know, a few days of house hunting I can virtually walk through the houses using actual video from that house, get a feel for what's going on. And let's say the realtor gives me a dozen, but now I narrow it down to two or three and I say, okay, now we're narrowed down to two or three. Now I can head out to Seattle and we're going to take a look. Or it may be, you know, Hey, I looked at these two or three and I, you know, I've, I've done a virtual walkthrough of this house. Looks great. That's the house I want. There you go. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's going to open up, and I'll throw this up because the tech rabbi might be listening. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, when when the kids start putting this on, and, and we're already seeing it, I, there are probably companies now that can go around to realtors. We know they exist with drones. Sure, a lot of realtors hire drone pilots to come out and video drone footage of properties. Right. So you get this really cool, you know, outdoor view, and you know, mm -hmm. unhindered camera holding view of all the outdoor stuff, the same thing's going to happen for VR. And I mean, that VR opens up this whole new entrepreneurial avenue sure. of, you know, well, what's your job? Well, I do this VR for this specific company. You know, exactly. I do medical training, you know, where we do VR of open heart surgery or knee replacement or hip replacement, and then doctors can drop it on and, you know, practice, 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 and that kind of stuff. It's, it's coming. Oh, absolutely. And it's going to, you know, yeah, is it going to be a lot of people? It might. I mean, you know, how many people do voiceovers and how many people do commercials and right. how many people write who are technical writers? It's just going to be one of that next thing. It's, that's a cool entrepreneurial field, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And And speaking of, one of the other things you can do with your students using 360 degree cameras and various programming apps and, and, and development apps is you can have them create their own VR content and share that out. Okay. Well, share that out. Share does not always mean give it away free, right? Share right. could mean they're putting it on a site that's available for a nominal fee to download. And guess what? Boom. There you go. A, a prime example. Uh, there's a site called itch.io, I-T-C-H dot I-O. Um, and uh, they're real big with indie gamers, mm -hmm. you know, indie developers. Now I will tell you flat out, there's a bunch of junk out there, but here's the thing. It's like anything, you know, if, if I go to a magazine rack, Yes, most of the magazines out there are quality magazines. Are there junk magazines? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's the same uh, thing with this itch.io, but what the advantage is, those students could put their product 
their their project, whatever, out on to itch.io. They could offer it for free if they wanted to, but if they wanted, they could charge. They could say, hey, this is 99 cents. And they can, and then at that point, they become entrepreneurs and they begin to learn the whole concept of not really supply and demand, you know, kind of the old school way of thinking, but is there a demand for their app? Do people like their app? What are people saying about it? What needs to be changed? What needs to be updated? So very, very cool. Um, and then, of course, just the whole promotion of curiosity and wonder, and, and I added joy and fear. I mean, that's one of the things we saw with, with right, students, with and students. not just students, but you know, <laughs> many adults have, you know, they experience fear through the VR for multiple reasons. You know, if I'm afraid of heights and you stick me in an environment where I think I'm on top of a building with no safeguards, yeah, there's going to be some fear there. Yeah. Or uh, I'm deathly afraid of snakes. Oh, it had to be snakes. <laughs> and suddenly I'm in a VR world surrounded by snakes. Yeah, that could be a bit, that could be a bit of a problem, right? Yeah. Now, could that also be used to help overcome and alleviate some of those fears? Possibly. Possibly. We don't I don't know if we know that yet, but you know, who knows? Yeah. But all kinds of cool ways that VR can be used with students in the classroom. And I will tweet out, uh, we'll tweet out that graphic if we haven't already. We yeah. may have, I don't know. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, so there you go. That's awesome. Yeah, very cool stuff, man. So, hey, we're going to drop out and take a listen to our artist of the week. This is one of our good friends. I haven't played him in a while. This is the original Mr. C. Um, he's doing the three M's, mean, median, and mode on Edutech Eyes Radio. We'll be right back. Mean, median, and mode. Mean, median, and mode. Come on, everybody, so here we go. The three M's that you really need to know. The mean, median, and mode. So, mean, median, and mode. Everybody, come on, so here we go. The three M's that you really need to know. Mean, median, and mode. The mean, the mean, I mean, mean, the mean. Come on, kids, really, it's not so bad. Grab your data numbers from the table and first. You start to add when you finally have them added up then can you only divide because this is how you find the mean yes the average number that's right now that you found the average number you see what i mean ha ha yeah yeah come on everybody just do it again please add them up and then you divide by the total number in the table that's right add them up and then you divide by the total number in the table that's right, that's right. Mean, that's right. Median, and mode. come on everybody so cute the three M's that you really need to know The mean, median, and mode So, mean, median, and mode Everybody come on, so here we go The three M's that you really need to know Mean, median, and mode The mode, the mode, the mode, the mode, the mode, the mode, mode, the mode, the mode, mode, mode M-O-D-E It's the number with the highest frequency It's the number that you will most often see Come on everybody, find a mode with me The mode, 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 mode, mode it's the number with the highest frequency. It's the number that you will most often see. Come on, everybody, find a mode with me. Me, median, and mode. Come on, everybody, so here we go. The three M's that you really need to know. The mean, median, and mode. So, mean, median, and mode. Everybody, come on, so here we go. The three M's that you really need to know. Mean, median, and mode. For the third M, just think of a road. Median, the number in the middle for sure. Before you start driving for 
call the median Take this one step before, before you begin Order, order, order please It's the one thing requested by Mr. C It's like a little mathematics guarantee Make a thing so nice and so easy Take a step from side to side Only take one step at a time You have a green light, now it's your time to shine One from the left and one from the right Take a step from side to side Only take one step at a time You have a green light, now it's your time to shine One from the left and one from the right Me, in the mode Come on everybody, so here we go The three M's that you really need to know The mean, median, and mode So, mean, median, and mode Everybody come on, so here we go The three M's that you really need to know All right, music from the original Mr. C. That's the three M's, mean, median, and mode, right here on EduTech Guys Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, uh, you want to check us out? We're actually going to be live. One of the things that we love doing is providing live event coverage, and we are going to be at the Hot Springs Technology Institute. That's going to be in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and that's going to be June 12th through the 15th. Uh, and then um, we're hoping... Cross our fingers and woohoo, uh, hoping to be at Podstock. And that is in Wichita, Kansas, uh, July. Uh, we'll, we'll probably be there the 12th and 13th. Um, we're hoping anyway that uh, things work out. And, and we're probably going to be there one way or another. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so you definitely want to check out, uh, do a Google search for Podstock, Wichita, Kansas. And it is a, such a cool, it's kind of an unconference tech conference. It's very, very cool, close knit family-like atmosphere it's awesome and uh, so and there's other things in the works yeah uh that uh, hopefully we'll uh, come up with and be able to talk about later and uh so yeah so definitely check us out uh, again you can keep up with all of that <clears throat> excuse me you can keep up with all of that uh by following us on twitter at edutech guys yep good stuff will be out there and you know that rolls us right into the google tip of the week <laughs> So Google <laughs> that's, always that so, that's so Vegas cheesy. <laughs> I think that's what we're isn't that what we're shooting for? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so Google always surprising us has now surprised us once more. Yeah, so check this out. Um some of you may have heard of um there's Google does this thing where they have their own Wi-Fi access points. It's called Google Wi-Fi. Uh and and actually I'll be honest, I had not even known that was a thing up until the Google tip came up, which is the Google tip is actually that Google Wi-Fi now makes scheduling internet time easier. Uh, they have a thing called schedule pause and scheduled pause basically does just that. It will freeze your internet so that no one can get on the internet for, you know, at the allotted time for the allotted time Ooh. frame to allow that, you know, disconnect, get together, everybody stay dinner off your time. screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dinner time, hangout time. You know, it, it may not be appropriate in cer certain circumstances, you know, wherever Google Wi-Fi happens well, to be installed. If you have a teenager, I know one of your biggest problems is, is that they go to bed, right? but they never go to sleep. Yeah. Some of them stay up all night or three or four hours watching videos and mm -hmm. surfing the net. That'd be kind of neat. Yeah. Go, well, listen, we're going to, you know, I'm just going to shut the net off at 11 o'clock every night and it'll come back on at six in the morning. So, right. You know, yeah. and I'm going to shut it off at dinner time. And yeah, that's pretty cool. I think it's very cool. So we'll tweet out that uh, tip of the week 
and you can uh, read more about that and see what it's all about. So cool stuff from Google. Yeah, Google always has the good stuff. Hey, listen, we're also going to retweet. We've tweeted it several times, but uh, the good doc last time got us a wonderful document. Oh, yeah. With over 600 Google expeditions in the Google spreadsheet. Um, as many people have found out, it's wonderful. And it's got so much stuff on it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yes. So that one will probably continue to be a little extra added bonus Google tip of the week for several weeks because we'd like to make sure you get a hold of that. And if you're looking for that cool VR experience, Google Expeditions is one way to a start. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, another great show. Hey, awesome. And thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it so, so much. Yeah. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. And I'm David Henderson. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site and this program to those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it all, all but, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.